Football on the way, man. My man Orlovsky said that Florida State, the biggest threat to Georgia, so I'm in the college football spirit. What up? No. <laughs> yeah, y'all got a good shot, man. Good shot. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really excited about college football. One, because I think we about to be raw, and I think we about to beat the ACC. But more importantly, I am bored without <laughs> football right now. Yeah. Summer league is over. Baseball is going steady, but I mean, I'm just not a big fan. Nope. And the the, the Wimbledon final was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Djokovic was playing. He folded. Balling out. He folded. Hey man, he can't he can't win them all. He True. usually does. Yeah, he does. He can't, <laughs> can't win them all. He usually does. So and then Steph Curry. Yeah. Wins his first golf tournament, the ACC championship. I was like, wow. Yeah. So sports are happening, but it's just not football yeah just not football so excited about that welcome to another edition of the out of my league podcast i'm justin i'm deshaun and as always we are here to give you the latest sports takes debates updates and news news before we how's your weekend oh go ahead before we get started i just want to (laughs) reiterate some housekeeping things um we are still in our every other week format so if you didn't realize that we didn't pod last week is because we're still in every other week um also real quick man (laughs) let me shout out my boy curry man b-day celebrate you my brother all that all love dog. thank you thank you thank you i appreciate it yes my birthday was last week Mm -hmm. i ate great (laughs) i celebrated you know had me a few responsible drinks, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing crazy, you know. Responsible but it was a, drinks. Uh, yeah, man, it was a good day. Hey, man, I had to work the next day. Oh I, yeah, I, I feel you then. Yeah, <laughs> we, kept it, we kept it real light. We had a mild celebration, but it was good, man. Okay. Didn't really do too much. Went out to eat mm-hmm. at this place called the Eagle. They had this crazy sale on chicken drums, and it was nuts. It's like you get five drums for like fifteen dollars. Crazy. You didn't so, get a steak? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, what? I got. Chicken. I got chicken. I got a side of collards. I got cornbread. And I had a beverage. But the food was good. Not going to lie to you. The food was good. Also, took myself shopping, caught me some shoes. You know, big big shoe guy over here. So Mm -hmm. it was a good day, man. But now we are back in the booth and we are ready to pod. And we got some NFL to cover, man. D Hop. Yeah, man. What a poor decision. (laughs) What a poor decision. As excited I was to bring it up, I'm devastated that he's playing for the Titans. Oh, my gosh. D-Hop arguably signed with the worst team in NFL. (laughs) And I am not saying that as a joke. I am dead serious. Yeah. I don't. I get it, man. The bag. That's what it was, the money. It has to be. It has to be the money. He's chasing the bag. He still didn't get what OBJ got. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little confused as to why he was so eager to jump at the 12 right. with the Titans. But hearing the offers that some teams that were contenders were offering him around like five to six. Yeah. 
I see why you took the 12. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the money obviously talks, but you're not going to do anything in Tennessee. Nope. I, I get it. He says he likes the culture. He likes that they have a defense. Are the Titans winning that division? Nope. It wouldn't surprise so. me. It wouldn't surprise me if they came in third in that division. Oh, no, I think they will come in third yep. behind the Jags and the Colts. And the Colts. Yep. Yep. Yep, behind the Jags and the Colts. And not for nothing, Houston, you know, they're not going to be great, but they got some young pieces. Yeah. They got some young pieces. So let's not sleep on Houston, not for winning the division, Mm -hmm. obviously, but, you know, for beating the Titans at least. I don't think the Titans are good at all. No, they're not. I I don't. I really don't think the Titans are good at all. I think this is a wasted opportunity for him to go chase a ring. But, again, like we said, I think he's opted to go chase the bag instead. What team would you have liked to see D-Hop sign with? I mean, the obvious ones to me, the Chiefs and the Bills. Like, Mm -hmm. to me, those are no-brainers. Like, you get a chance to win for a title. You get an excellent quarterback to pair with. You got another receiver on the opposite side of you. And you got good uh, play callers. Like, that was a win-win situation um, in both of those. And I get he wanted to get paid. Yep. But at the same time, before all this even happened, he said he wanted a stable front office. That's a brand new yep. front office. He, he wanted an <laughs> elite quarterback. Ryan Tannehill was not that. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is a mid-quarterback. So. And he wanted a great defense, which it's debatable that the Titans were last year. So I, I have a lot of questions about this decision. Obviously, we know it was the money. It clearly wasn't mm-hmm. team fit. Yep. Yep. I think it was clearly the money, obviously. Like you said, they have a new organization. Defense is, eh, I mean, they may have the best defense in their division. May? No. But, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I think the Colts probably have that. Colts and and Houston. Yep. Yeah, I think I think the Colts will probably have that. Houston, yeah, Houston's defense is on the come up. Very Houston's quickly. defense has been excellent. It was excellent yeah. last year. Yeah, Houston's defense is on the come up very quickly. So, yeah, I think that that's just a missed opportunity by him, but I get it. At the end of the day, you know, I can't fault a player for trying to get paid. Mm-hmm. He's obviously on the tail end of his career, so this is probably his last big contract to get the back. I mean, so, yeah, last big one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You, you got to go chase it. Looking at this free agent, not excuse me, this running back market, Saquon, tag, didn't get a long-term deal. Jacobs, tag, didn't get a long-term deal. The running backs take the social media, man. They are not happy. A lot of them expressing their mm-hmm. disdain, their disgust with the state of the running back market, yeah. man. And I started to think, and the last person that I think actually was able to do it right was Zeke. Christian McCaffrey. I think Zeke. Well, yeah, CMC, you're right. And he got hurt too, which is crazy. Yeah. CMC, oh yeah, CMC definitely did last year when he went to the 49ers through trade. But I think Zeke had the blueprint where in your first three to five years, you get a new contract. Yes, in, yes. Instead yes. of waiting until your time is up. Because essentially as a running back, you have to play five to seven years before you mm-hmm. can even hit true free agency. Yep. And by then, you're banged up. Obviously, the shelf life of a running back is not long. Mm-hmm. And that could cause problems for you, you know, trying to find a contract. Look at Zeke now. You're right, right. He's still not on a franchise. Look at Dalvin Cook. He's still not on a franchise. And now we see Saquon, who is very upset and it's evident Mm -hmm. and expected for him not to report to training camp. He can't be fine for that also. And his status for week one is 
pretty uncertain. What do you make of the whole running back market? And do you think there's a solution out there for those players to get paid, essentially? Uh, not in this CBA. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I understand the sentiments that have been said via social media about all these running backs, all these great players. Yep. But when you really look at team building, and I think we had this conversation during football season last year, the priority A is quarterback. Then you focus on the line of scrimmage. So quarterback, line of scrimmage. Then you worried about your skill positions, wide out, safety, corner. Well, not even safety. Wide out, corner, and tight end. And then the last three positions on every single team's well, most teams, some teams value these positions more than the others. But the last three positions that teams really care about as far as team building goes, running back, safety, linebacker. Those are the last three on the docket. Teams tend to go cheaper at those positions because you have to go heavy at the other ones. And you have to. You have to go heavy at line of scrimmage. You have to go heavy at quarterback. You have to go heavy at wide receiver and corner, right? Like, those are the positions that are going to carry you, especially the line of scrimmage. If you don't have a line of scrimmage, you're not winning anything. Yep, um, so the team building f- philosophies across the board in the league, that is where it's going. Most teams shifted before now. Some teams like the Cowboys recently did that. Cowboys value linebackers and running backs like I've never seen. Like, And it's cost them. Um yep. Like, like I said, Zeke got paid right. in his fourth year. He got paid. And there's other teams that value linebackers. Like, the Bears just signed three linebackers for a lot of money. Like, other teams focus on those positions a little bit more than others. But I know a team like the Eagles, they focus on the blueprint that I just laid out. Their last three positions, safety, linebacker, running back. And they can, they can afford to go cheap that way because they're going heavy elsewhere. So there has to yep. be cuts you know, either way to balance out the books. But if you're going to go, if you're going to go lean one way, that makes more sense. If you're going to go cheap running back, cheap linebacker safety is a little iffy because you need that, uh, you know, that, that assurance on the back end of your defense. But this is a philosophy that has been in the league for a long time now. And I, I don't necessarily like, it's hard, right? Because I understand the sentiments that the running backs are saying. I understand what they're trying to to push, right? Because it is true. They're, the franchise tag even went down for them, which is ironic. Crazy. But, crazy because crazy the money went up. Right. Like the, the budget went up. But you look at the last few, you know, I guess the last 10 Super Bowl champions or even people in the Super Bowl, how many of those teams had a top-notch running back? And this is where I want to jump in, just because I think that, and I understand that argument. Mm-hmm. I do understand that argument that, you know, the last handful of teams didn't have elite running backs and still won the Super Bowl. But I'm looking at those teams and where they were stacked. Like you said, they built their rosters a different way. Yeah. But they also have elite players. Like, right, right. like <laughs> there's a, there's a rumor out that, you know, some of the running backs have formed like a group chat, mm-hmm. essentially kind of banding together. Yeah. I get Saquon coming out saying something. Christian McCaffrey saying something. Like, yeah. <laughs> now if Clyde Edwards-Alaire came out, I'll be like, all right, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's dial it back. One, who invited you to the group? I'm kicking you out the group. 
I don't need you to speak. <laughs> like, because there are certain players that I think have more cachet yeah. and they are way more valuable to their team than yep. others. CMC literally does a ton for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Saquon is the Giants offense. Yep. Saquon is literally 40% of the Giants offense last year. 40%. That is an insane amount. Yeah. Over 100 yards from scrimmage for the last three years per game for this guy. And they paid their quarterback, who to me was mid. Mm -hmm. Who to me was mid. So get rid of Saquon and what do you really have? Do you make the playoffs? No. Yeah. Do yeah. you win some of those tight games? No. Yeah. Who is Daniel Jones checking down to now? Right. Nobody. Right. I mean, you. some of these players, I, it's hard. It's like, I get it. I understand the market and it sucks. And I think that that Zeke contract, that people saw that and it was like, never again. Mm -hmm. The Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. The Christian yeah, McCaffrey like, contract. Like, McCaffrey, they're it's... not doing that anymore. What Le'Veon Bell did, like sitting out, right. essentially betting on himself. Look how bad that backfired. Yep. Like, look how bad that backfired. So it's, I understand it. But I feel like you have to take care of these players. Like, you have yeah. to find a way to just meet in the middle somewhere. Because I feel like they're being lowball. Like, they, for the Giants especially, like, CMC, I think he deserved that money. Mm -hmm. I think he deserves that money. Here's, Somebody like that. Yeah. Even Austin Eckler. Like, a player like Austin Eckler. He does so much for yes, the Chargers. Yes, like Here's so much for the Chargers. And I, I just literally, while you were talking, I was thinking of this. This may be a solution to help both sides, right? Instead of running backs seeking and pushing for really long-term extensions, I'm talking five and six years, mm -hmm. how about they go the two-year route, but more guaranteed yeah. money? That okay. way, the team isn't locked into you long-term. You get several bites of the apple, mm -hmm. and you get to prolong your career, and you get guaranteed money. You get guaranteed money, and you can test the market right after two after two or so years. Because that that's my whole thing. Once you get franchised, a running back literally mm -hmm. in his prime has to stay with that same team. Yep. And then by the time he's able to actually hit the market, he's essentially out of his prime because mm -hmm. he's been beat up. Yep. Like running running backs' careers are short. Like they they have a short window because they're getting beat down every play yeah like they, they can't take that abuse night in night out for 10 years right it's, it's just not happening like that's just not happening so it to me it just sucks it's very unfortunate i hope that saquon sits and misses training camp i really do i hope that you know week one comes around and he's really not feeling it maybe he maybe he has a strained muscle in yeah. his calf yeah and this and, is and he misses, yeah and he misses that game let's see what happens like let's see what happens if they start missing a couple of games or, you know, it, it's not looking as good as it should. Because mm -hmm. I guarantee you, the Giants are going to miss him. The like, Giants will miss Saquon before he misses A hundred percent. And if you look at right now, talking right now, if you look at the current state of the running back, it's, it's multiple guys right now that are under contract. Christian McCaffrey is making a lot of money. Yep. And you got guys like Alvin Kamara who signed. They'll be up. They're, yep. He signed a five or six year deal like a year and a half ago, two years ago, something like that. He's in legal trouble right now. He's also yep. been hurt the last two years. Yep. The Saints are eventually going to get off that contract. Yep. And then next right. year, you look at the running back class, you're going to have guys like Nick Chubb and, and people like that that are 
you know, it's their time to get paid. I think Chubb, I was going to say, I think Chubb is the last one to actually get a, a contract, like a new, excuse me, a new contract. Did he already get paid? Yeah, they said he was the last, according to Scheffner, he was the last one, They like over 700. Oh, I thought he was a free like agent next year. Maybe I'm wrong. I could Either be. Either way, I, yeah. I know that he didn't get the CMC deal. Like he, he, like I think. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, those those type of deals are done. Yeah. But even taking care of them, like you said, just for two to three years, yeah, it can't hurt you. It can't hurt you. It's not going to kill the cap when you're putting more money into they and they brought the charter. When you're putting more money into the kickers' guarantee money than the running backs' guarantee money in some of these over the average, and I know that's skewed because there are more running backs, obviously third and fourth strings. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, come on, man. It, for me, it, for me, it's got to be a case by case thing. All players are not created equal. All right, Saquon is not created equal. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So to go back to Nick Chubb real quick, he signed. Looks like a three-year, thirty-six million dollar deal. Yep. yep. But this this offseason mm-hmm. was a potential out. And it will only been a $4 million cap. Obviously, they're not cutting Nick Chubb, so he's yep. in there for one yep. more year. So next year, he will count. I don't know. This Is is this 23 season, 24 season? I think this is this 23. Season. So he will account for 14. So it will be next next offseason. So he can, he's going to account for $14 million this year on the, the, um, the Browns cap. They can get out of that deal next offseason and only it'll only be counting against four million against the dead cap but if they do not cut him next year in 2024 he that that then goes to 16 million and that'll be the last year of that contract so that is what teams are trying to avoid right there when you start talking numbers with running backs 14 16 17 million dollars they're trying to avoid all that so and i honestly i think the max that a team is willing to go for a back on maybe a two or three year deal, really just a two year deal, it's probably twelve million a year, and really they're having a hard time with that. Um, they would they would much rather do you know ten eleven million dollars a year. So again, I, I think the format of a shorter term deal, more guaranteed money benefits the running back because you get more bite to the apple, you get your guaranteed money. And you get to decide what you want to do. Yeah. So you get I more power that, in your hand at that point. Yeah, you get you get more power in your hands, and I think that that's it's a very friendly deal for the organization as well. Right. right. I'm looking at the organization trying to cut corners, mm-hmm. and I feel like by cutting corners, you're hurting your team. And like I said, to me, to to sum all this up, it's a case by case basis. Yeah. In the case of Saquon Barkley, he needs to be paid. He is the yes. most valuable player on that team, and it's not close. Yep. It's actually not close. He needs to be paid. If Daniel Jones can get paid, he should be paid. <laughs> Daniel Jones is getting like $40 million a year. <laughs> a year. Bro, $40 million. $40 million. And Saquon fighting for nine. Yeah, bro. Like, like, come on, man. Like, what are we What are we doing here? So, yeah, to me, it's just a case-by-case thing. But we're going to see how this unfolds because mm-hmm. training camp is about to start, and some of these players are going to be sitting out. 100%. I promise you that. I promise you that. And speaking of training camps, man, some of them kicked off this week Mm -hmm. and one notable story that i wanted to catch up on was hard knocks being in new york and new york not wanting hard knocks aaron Rodgers not a fan of hard knocks not a fan of the cameras and the jets are basically out saying that they are going to give hard knocks limited amounts of footage Mm -hmm. 
on what they can record in totality for the series. How do you feel about that, man? Look, no team actually wants to be on Hard Knocks. The league does not care. <laughs> yeah. You um, which is why the NFL basically told them they're doing it regardless. Yeah, regardless of what um, you want. But this this has been a problem. Like there's there's a lot of teams in the league that do not want anything to do with hard knocks. They don't want the extra cameras around, even though basically what has been reported is that the hard knocks cameras are like behind the scenes. You barely recognize them. All those kind of things. They're kind of sitting behind the scenes and doing their own thing. Teams just do not like it. They don't want the extra, you know, people in there. And like the, the craziest thing about this, I think, is the teams decide what the content is. Like they have a voice yeah. in the production. They will tell NFL films, you can put that in or you cannot put that in. That's what the PR departments are for. That's what, you know, the coaches and, you know, the organizations when they're looking at this stuff and they're being asked by hard knocks, can we use this? You have the power to veto that. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, Aaron Rodgers is not going to like that because why would he? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the media. Right. I don't know why he, I don't know why he came to New York. So, like, hey, yeah. What do you think? What do you think you're going to get in New York? Right. <laughs> like the biggest media capital. <laughs> like, come on, come on, bro. Like, what are, what are we really talking about here? I'm all for it. I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway. I'm hoping that it's still going to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. And as for the Jets experiment, I can't wait for this to fail. I'm not going to wow. lie to you. I am pretty tired of hearing about the Jets. They have they have dominated. I've dominated the headlines in the offseason. You know what? I miss hearing about the Cowboys. Wow. I, like, Dak Prescott said he was going to throw less than 10 interceptions this season. Cap. I'm calling Cap. <laughs> cap. I'm calling Cap. <laughs> But let's talk about that. I'm tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. Again, <laughs> we are going to talk about this when it gets close to the season, but I do not have them finishing first in the division. Oh, I don't either. I have the Bills. I don't have them finishing first in the division. I don't have them going to the divisional round of the playoffs. Interesting. And I don't. Yeah. And if they if they don't at least get to the AFC Championship in these first two years, Ooh. I think it's a waste. Oh, if they don't do it I, at all in the in I these two years, I think this oh is a waste. I don't know how long they think Aaron Rodgers is about to keep playing. We're gonna have an honest conversation soon Look, about about A Rod. We're gonna have an honest conversation soon about A Rod. Aaron Rodgers is in a creeping. one plus one. He's in a one father, plus one contract. <laughs> father, Father Tom is creeping. He's yep. not gonna play forever. Nope. And he is not Tom Brady. Nope. And he, and he is not Tom Brady. So we're we're gonna have that conversation soon. But I'm, I'm going to let them cook right now, man. Everybody's all in on the Jets right now. All in on the Jets. Just wait. Look, the AFC is going to be tough. Like, yeah, I don't know if people are, like, realizing that, but it's going to be some really good teams in the AFC that do not make the playoffs. I agree. Because I think the Dolphins are going to be up the there. The Ravens. I, mean, I, I, think, <laughs> I think the Bills are going to win the division. The Ravens might. Hey, man. The Ravens, Ravens are my tough, man. To the Super Bowl. The Ravens are my dark coach to the Super Bowl. Like the Bills, like, the Bengals, the Ravens, like, like Ravens are my dark the Jags. <laughs> hey, man. There's a lot of teams in the AFC, man, that are like, going to miss we out. Will see, we will see what Aaron Rodgers does. I guarantee he would have had an easier time in the NFC than the AFC. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That is, that is all I'm saying. All right, man, we got any quick takes before we get out of here. Aside from Joel Embiid saying he wants to win a title, who doesn't? Um, you know, who, who doesn't want to win a title? He yeah. doesn't know if it's going to be in Philly. Probably won't. 
I ain't gonna lie to you. Y'all can't get out the second round, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one we'll thing see. before we get out of here, Shams uh, reported uh, yesterday, I believe, that James Harden still wants to get traded. James Harden wants to go to only LA? wants to go to Clippers, the Clippers. Right? Yep. Only Clippers, wants to go right? to Clippers. Yep. Which is really interesting. Um, There's I don't, no way to do that without Paul George. Right? Right. Without trading Paul George, right? right? Like, if I'm Daryl Morey, no, you're, you're not. I would. You're, I'll get. I would get. I would get Paul George and get rid of Harden in a heartbeat. No, no, no. I'm saying that's what I would do. But if I'm Daryl Morey, there's no way I'm trading James Harden to the Clippers if I'm not getting Paul George back. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. You get, if you can get Paul George back, I'll sign that thing. Like dotted line today. And that's that's the issue. Is like I don't know if the clip like the Clippers. Both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have, I think there's, te- I don't know if it's player or team options next year. Yep. But they have a decision to make to extend both of them at the same time. Clearly, they're not doing that. <laughs> like, well, to they lock. Only play a third, they only play a third of the season. To lock both of those guys in for like $230 million a, a piece? No. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? <laughs> I think, you know, it, it's decision time. For the Clippers, because, you know, they still haven't extended Ty Lue. We've been waiting on that for months. I think that Steve Ballmer and the Clippers are trying to navigate this very, very calmly because they have a brand new arena they need to fill. They need seats. They need butts and seats. They need a main attraction, a a superstar. So they're trying to navigate this as quietly as possible, but also not give anybody any long-term Commitments like Talu wanted more years on his contract. The Clippers want to just give him more money for the remaining year on his deal. That to me seems like a recipe for divorce at the end of this season. And that's probably what's going to happen. But if you bring in James Harden, let's say you ship out Paul George and you bring in James Harden. James Harden is also on a one year deal. Thirty four million dollars. You have Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't play basketball anymore. Honestly, so it's just getting worse. Opening that new stadium, you're going to need some kind of main attraction, something to put butts in seats. But the Clippers are in a really, really weird situation now because it seems like they're not trying to give anybody any long term stability, they're just trying to navigate it as they go by, and that is something to monitor as we go. Yeah, I think so. If I'm the Clippers, I'm not doing that because I don't think Harden and Kawhi is is any better than George and Kawhi. (laughs) No. Actually, it's worse. It's It's worse. worse. It's definitely worse. You're losing offense and defense. Yeah, like, and you still got Russell Westbrook, but good luck with that. Like, when he goes, you know, two for (laughs) 17, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) with with nine turnovers. Yeah, (laughs) like, and 10 10 rebounds. There, that that uh, organization right now is a mess. The clip, both the Clippers yeah. and the Sixers right now are a mess. It's funny because if the Clippers actually played basketball, <laughs> they would be all right. <laughs> they they would be unbelievable. I I, I wholeheartedly think that the, if the Clippers were healthy, yeah, like fully healthy and could play every game, that they would have went to the finals. I, I, I stand by that. Interesting. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is a machine. He is. When when he plays, he's literally a machine. I agree. 
but he only plays like one every six games. So, <laughs> you know, can't really, can't really count on that. Yep. So, you know, until, until they can show that they can actually be durable, I'm all, I'm off the Clipper bandwagon. Yeah. So that is something that we will monitor though. All right, man, that's all I got. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. Remember, Black Lives Matter. They always matter. And, of course, will forever matter. Guys, please, please, please continue to pray for all those in need. A lot of crime been happening all over, so mm-hmm. let's just be mindful of your surroundings and just pray for all those just because you never know what's going on in people's lives. That's all I got. Yeah, man. Um, Guys, do not forget every other week until the start of football season or a college football yep. season, I should say. Um, yep. This is so this pod, you know, we're recording on a Tuesday. This releases on a Thursday and obviously next week we're not recording. So, um, but don't forget Apple podcast, Google play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other streaming platforms you listen to us on. Also guys do not forget on Apple podcast and on Spotify to leave a five star review and also leave a comment. Please, please, please go ahead and do that for us. Yes. Give us a shout out. D hop. Give me some of the money. It's not <laughs> like you're going to be doing anything else. I promise you that. Yo, let Derek Henry try to sit out. <laughs> Let's see if you really like that office again. We'll, we'll show you how good Tanner is. I guarantee it. You're going to be sorry. You'll see. You'll all see. I'm out of here. Really thought it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, marked with the Saints. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood, I said I would get. No mediocre, I'm feeling like tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is the swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes, no addy. This is the wave that give them no feeling. Rappers be capping, no, I don't feel you. Feel like the man when I walk through the building. Too many scars need spiritual healing. I got a million dreams. I got a million schemes. We going crazy, we going crazy. We got the winning team.